What's up, dirtbags? Welcome to episode 138 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman, and I'm joined, as always, by my my by my buddy Matt Deitch. Matt, what's going on, man? Uh, I'm just over here, just being your left wing man right now. Left wing man. Yep. Left wing man. Can't say right right hand man, so I'm gonna say left wing man. That's okay. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm ambidextrous. I'm ambidextrous. <laughs> can eat I, with both hands. Yeah, that's what I can do. That is what I can do. Uh, not, not much else. My, my left hand. Like, if you ask can, me to throw, or if you ask me to do much with my left hand, it's, it's, uh, it's trouble. But can, can, when you're out ice fishing, can you jig with both hands? I mean, I could. I could. Uh, I certainly would not want to tangle with any a fish of any size with my left hand um you know I, I guess i feel like i could possibly put together a little bit of a presentation set the hook probably not very good uh i, I don't know it, it could probably be done but i would not want to see I, I wouldn't want to watch a video of it maybe we have to have a challenge this winter where we go out ice fishing you got to use your opposite hand for for the day or for like a certain time period. Kind of being like the Coxes, where you jig with your right hand. Oh yeah. They, and then and then you set the hook, you put the rod into your left well, first, hand. First you set the hook and then you yell giddy up. Giddy up, yep, then yep. You... Here we go. Giddy up. <laughs> <laughs> and then you put the rod into your left hand and then turn around and reel with the right hand. <laughs> Everything is right. I, to say that I am I'm bad with my left hand, that then then there's the coxes. That's they're real bad with their left hand. <laughs> now. Um do 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 what do we Matt, you're at ninety three. Ninety three. For those of you guys that don't have Matt on Facebook, Matt is officially ninety three days in uh on catching a fish every single day. Catching uh, a bass ninety three yep, days yep. in a row. Catching a bass ninety three days in a row. Uh, you've been through, you've been through some thunderstorms, you, yep. you know, rain, whatever. Some uh, high high water, extremely low water. It's yeah. What, what was it? June thirteen or something that you started? Like June eighteenth or something like okay. that. I think so. So technically, next year, you know, barring any major flooding or whatever. Right. If I, I mean, started early enough. I mean, could I don't know what. 150 oh yeah i think so if are you, you gonna, early enough are you gonna try to do it again next I year or is this i don't know i think is, this is, is it just, still fun to you right now or it, it's is still, it i mean it's fishing no it's still fishing i mean it's still yep. fun to me and stuff like that somebody asked me last night and they're just like what made you decide to do it and i was like i don't know all of a sudden it was just like oh i've caught a bass 15 days in a row and 15 days turned 25 days in a row and then all of a sudden 25 turned you know it just kept going and going and all of a sudden it's like eh, then like 50 was kind of the goal and just yeah. kept it going and i don't know we've had good enough weather where i get up in the morning and go up to the gym work out have my stuff in there and quick drive down to the river and cast a few times and some days it's the first cast other days it takes a little bit i mean the other day it was kind of like getting to be one of those deals like it, we just had a real windy like real sto big storm the night before yep, and yep. went down there and i had a lot of them that would come up and swat at it and you know they'd hit it but they wouldn't take it yep. and so it was just kind of that was getting a little frustrating and then finally you catch one and you know i mean a bass is a bass to me as far as long as the streak is going i mean i've caught in some little ones that i've counted as it and then i've caught some really nice ones i mean a couple days ago, like yeah last i was gonna week, say like four days ago holy yeah, moly, there was one like, that, that was, was probably pushing fish. four pounds so i yeah. mean just the caliber of fish that 
are in the river here and uh no it's it, it's kind of fun to go through the changes that the river really goes through like especially with that when we got the high water a few weeks ago pretty soon you know it's the water's real muddy dirty right and right then, then there's like corn stalks and trees i mean there's a big log stuck on top of the big dam down in the oh yeah down in the park so i mean it just it really changes it up but yeah yeah and then you got guys like dan teaslink that are just praying <laughs> that you fail yeah, like golly this, he really well, hopes that you well, go down there for three hours and just fail. put a grinder in someday have to call in sick to work and yeah <laughs> Spend the whole day down there trying to catch one. So the other day, Dan, our buddy Dan at the football game, was trying to tell us that, you know, he just hopes that Matt uh, goes down there and struggles really bad for like three hours, and that's how that's how, how this ends. thing finally ends. And I'm like, what the f- is your problem, dude? <laughs> like, what, you know, where where are you at as a person? But then Dan told us, like, you know, he wants it to go as, as long a, as possible. Right. He doesn't want Matt to hit 100 and two and say you know what that's enough so you know once he once he put what he was saying into context then i yeah. then i understood but at first i'm like holy and, Dan, like man it, it's gonna be i mean this week looks like it's gonna be all right but it's gonna be tough 99 is gonna be on saturday and we'll be out in the cross that day and uh tell us what you're doing out there we're going out to warren's wisconsin for Cranfest. it's something that we've gone to many of times before uh kind of a tradition for emily and her family to go do it. Uh, usually, we stay at her parents' house in Stewartville, but this year we're just we decided to stay in Lacrosse. Her and I, and we're going to go out there and walk around at Cranfest, huge cranberry festival, um, all day, and then hustle back to Lacrosse and try to catch a bass. Nice. So, nice. I, if anybody's out there that's listening to this in the Lacrosse area, if you know any places of an easy grand slam yeah put the ball on a tee bass for me let me know it's just i I, i'm gonna have to do some research this week and buy a license for over there and see if there's any good shore spots where i can quick run out and try to catch one well that's just it you know i mean uh well a that's four or five hours away from our house i mean i think that there is a lot of public uh ground to walk up to and and get up there and fish like that veterans point that 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 you know the past right there you know i think that there are some areas that hopefully you could just kind of go along and and stumble into something even if it's small but uh yeah if anyone knows of of anything in that lacrosse area that uh could yeah. tip mad off you, you know got just a sweet private pond or something right? <laughs> i don't care I, yeah <laughs> honest, honestly i mean you know uh he, he doesn't have three hours to sit and, and fish you know the they're out there for other things and you know you gotta keep the wife happy right. happy wife happy life uh you know we're gonna try to get matt's got to try to get this done you know in probably less than less than an hour or so yeah so uh uh yeah if anyone out there is in the uh lacrosse area message the page message matt if you've got yep. him on facebook or instagram or snapchat or we're gonna uh, give it hell tinder or <laughs> christian mingle or whatever else he's all on Farmer. I, yeah, not farmers, farmers only, only. no yeah you you took me. your profile down on that because you <laughs> didn't have you didn't have enough acres of planted beans <laughs> i don't look good in overall so yeah. <laughs> you don't look good anytime <laughs> no that's all right dude but no, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully it goes well. Yep, yep. So that's uh that's the lacrosse area. Our buddy Ramrod. Do you think that's our good news story of the week? Ah. Uh, you want to do it now? 
I'm we're gonna shoot it out there. We're gonna we're gonna put it put it right now. I I I I can throw a little something else together for uh, a good news story of the week. But uh, our our buddy Ramrod, yeah, yeah. This is our buddy Ramrod. uh, For those of you guys that have listened for any amount of time, you guys know our buddy Ramrod. Uh, He got engaged on Saturday up in Duluth, Minnesota, on the banks of Lake Superior on the North Shore. Uh, His. his girlfriend was up there. His fiance, I shall say, fiance now, yeah, was up there uh, running a half marathon. Half marathon. Yep. And uh, there in Duluth, and uh, I knew he was going to do it. He had told me he was going to do it, and uh, uh, kind of right down there by the lighthouse and the lift bridge and whatever else is all going on down there. Um, me and Mockintoon and and Ramrod had been down there in that area uh, when we went up there for our Boundary Waters trip. So I think he. Kind of knew that was in the vicinity of where he wanted to do it. And, uh, yeah, he pulled it off. I don't know if you guys are friends with Dusty. If you aren't, you should send him a friend request, Dusty Ramsey, on Facebook and uh, check out the pictures. I'm actually not 100% sure if Dusty asked her to marry him. Or if he got down on one knee and said, hey, am I wearing a pair of your jeans? And she said, yes, yes, you are. <laughs> he tricked her. Yeah. <laughs> He's the old, <laughs> that's a good way Turn, to do turned it. Turned around and looked at uh, Ivy's parents and was like, ah, yeah, she said yes. No. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. They don't, no, they said, are you wearing a pair of her jeans? It kind of looks like it. I think it. you are wearing a pair of her jeans. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I wanted to write that on Facebook so bad, but I know that was kind of a special moment for Ramsey, so I figured I better not. But damn it, but on, it's our, coming. on our podcast, <laughs> we can say whatever the hell we want. Well, we had uh, in our little group chat that we have going all the time. We we all did the congratulatory, you know, oh, yeah. comments first and all that stuff. But then it didn't take very long before we started. Oh come going on, it's Ramrod. Yep, <laughs> we started going in on him. So yep, that's right. No, that's cool. That's awesome for those two two great young people. That yeah, yep, absolutely. Matt, uh, you were you were talking about Cranfest about Cran going Fest. up there to yep. Cranfest. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that they got cranberry wine, cranberry. Yeah, cranberry I bought a cranberry everything you can think of. What about cranberry barbecue? Yep, they do got cranberry barbecue. They do. Well, uh, I know a guy who's officially right now down in Kansas City at the Barbecue World Championship or something like that. Holy, uh, hanging out with the uh, Traeger guys, and uh, we're gonna have him on the show today. Uh, Mr. Thane Jensen, who we've had on the show before, uh, he's the customer service dude up there uh, for clam, blackfish, uh, all-terrain tackle, everything else uh, underneath the clam umbrella, and uh, he's waiting on the line right now, so let's get over to him. Sounds good. All right, and we're chatting today with uh, Thane Jensen, uh, our buddy, and Curtis from the Utah Barbecue Company. How you guys doing? Hey, I'm doing really good down here, guys. I'm down in Kansas City at the American Royal. For those that don't know, this is the World Series of Barbecue. I'm down here with uh, folks from Traeger. I brought a little clam love along. We got some thermal hub shacks set up, pumping some portable air conditioning in here, keeping these these uh, these pitmasters and their their teams cool. I got Curtis here from the Utah Barbecue Company. And, uh, man, he just cooked up a dish. They just whipped up some tuna belly on the Traeger. Tuna belly on the Traeger. Yeah. Uh, do you want to hear a little bit about it? We, you want to talk to Curtis? We, yes, we'd we love do. To. Yeah, all right. Here you go, Curtis. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. How are you? Oh, man, we're amazing. Having a great time out here. 
Now, Thane was just telling us about uh, this tuna belly. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, tuna belly. What, what exactly is that, and how, how are you preparing it? Yeah, it was amazing. Um, one of our reps out of Minnesota from Traeger, uh, Doug, Doug Herman, went out and went on a fishing trip with uh, one of the outfits out of San Diego. And they pulled in this yellowfin tuna, you know, a few hundred pounds, and he brought the belly section of it. And I don't know if you guys have ever had a belly off anything that big, man. It is the best. It's just full of fat. It's almost, you know, I cooked this thing. Uh, we just threw a little bit of our own rub on there, uh, flavor knuckles, a little bit of citrus in it, really good on fish. So I just threw a little bit of that on there, threw it on a grill at like 400 degrees, cooked it for about 30, 40 minutes. I'm a huge internal temp guy. So 125, 130, pull it off medium rare. And people thought it was pork. It just has that real thick steak texture. Just, it looks amazing, has a great mouthfeel, really good stuff. It was a lot of fun. That is crazy. Now, Curtis, my, my grandpa was a baker. I'm, I'm uh, part of a family that's big into the baking industry. And okay. uh, those guys just kind of do it all. They just shoot everything from the hip. You know, they don't yeah. really follow a recipe. You know, it's just, ah, eh, it looks like it can need a little bit more of that. It sounds like that's kind of the approach you take too, huh? That is what I take. And uh, it's funny. We've got a guy that I cook with, me and Fidel Astorga. Um, I, I handle chicken and ribs at contests. He does pork and brisket. I can't tell you what I do to a piece of meat. Um, he gets mad because I make these in, you know, a brine for my chicken. And he says, well, what if you're not here? I need measurements. I'm like, well, I, I smell it. Yeah. He said, what do you mean you smell it? <laughs> I said, I just, I smell it. Like, there's no, I don't even. You know, so stuff like that drives him crazy, but that's just kind of how I am. I grew up cooking, so it's just something I never really looked at recipes. If I saw something I liked, I just tried to recreate it and kind of took that into the barbecue world, and it's, it's been a blast. That's uh, awesome. Do you do a lot of yeah. different fish? Uh, we do. Um, so I actually work for Traeger. I'm their pit master, so we do a lot of shows throughout the country, and wherever we're at, we try and find, you know, nice, nice seafood. It's you know, that's one of the big advantages of this grill, I think, is it just makes it so easy. So we try and find, you know, if I go into New Orleans, I just try and find something local. You know, they're going to love some catfish, those kind of things. If I go out into, you know, if I go into Florida, some Marlin, something like that, just whatever's local, whatever they think they can't do at home, you know, that they have in a restaurant, show them how easy it is. Curtis, I, I have a Traeger Ironwood grill, and, and uh, I yeah. haven't graduated much past uh, pork butts. But, uh, right. I, you know, obviously I am a fisherman, and uh, yeah. I, I don't know a whole lot about throwing, like, you know, a walleye fillet on there. If, if you were to tell me uh, what what brand, or what uh, flavor of chips should I – or pellets should I be throwing in on my grill? So we're just uh, – we're, we're pretty simple here. Um, I use cherry and pecan. I just throw them in a little bucket, mix it 50-50, and that's all I use. Okay. Um, I'm, a comp I'm a competition guy, so, like, look is really important to us. That cherry gives things a great color from fish to chicken, just about anything you throw on there. And then I don't like a real heavy smoke flavor. So I do a pecan because I get a little bit of a smoke, but it's not overpowering. And I, that's all I do at home, at contests, anywhere we go. And and on the Traeger uh, uh, pellets, on the back yeah. side of the bag, it'll it there, there's a little deal that'll tell yeah, you what it's good for, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. You know, and... You know, my family's from up in Washington on the coast, so, you know, if I was cooking for my grandpa, it'd be a lot of alder, those kind of things, things that they're used to. You know, that's how they cook their fish up there on those planks, and so that's what he loves. So he's just kind of regional, what people like, that's what I go for. 
is it, if if I'm going to throw a uh, a walleye fillet on my Traeger, should I be yeah. putting tin foil underneath of it or just right on the grates? No, or, I don't. Um, if I'm doing a whole fish like that, I like to just throw it in there, um, right on the grill grates. If I'm doing like a big side of salmon, that's going to be hard to move around once I get it on there. Um, Traeger makes a butcher paper. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll cut a little piece of butcher paper off. It's got to be, you know, just you guys fish probably a lot of hunting. It just can't be aligned. It's just got to be a wax free or you can use parchment paper. And as long as you don't go above like 325, 350, you're not going to burn the paper. So I just put it on there and then it just slides right off onto a sheet tray and you're ready to go. How, how hot would you put that grill if you were going to put some walleye fillets on? Like walleye fillets, I'd probably be doing 400. I want them to cook quick. I don't want to dry them out. I want to get some flavor on there real fast, but treat and, it right. And once they kind of start curling, flip it over and be done with it? Yeah, most of the time on our, our grill, we've got a diffuser, a couple diffusers between the actual fire and your meat, so I wouldn't even flip it. Oh, really? Just let it go, okay. yeah. Yeah, it's got a great convection in there. The air yeah. is going to circulate around it. You don't need to flip it over. Nice. Yeah. Well, well, Curtis, uh, yeah, golly, I, I've never I've never thought about throwing some walleye fillets on my Traeger, but uh, I'm going to, and uh, I appreciate you taking time to uh, to chat with us. That was a neat little bonus. Yeah, you bet. No, fish on there is great. You know, my grandma growing up, they were right on the coast in Washington. My grandpa fished every day. She'd throw some salmon fillets on the smoker. She wouldn't debone them anything. And then throw them onto this little smoker my grandpa had for maybe a half hour. And then she'd take them in and bottle them, just like you would veg these oh, salsas, yeah, anything yeah. like that. And it, you know, it would work with walleye, anything. It melts those bones and just preserves it. It's killer stuff. Now, uh, do you got a deal worked out with Thane that uh, you can come up to Minnesota and fish with him? Oh, man, I would love to. We, we come up there and do some contests every once in a while. We have a lot of fun up in Minnesota. Well, you let us know when you're coming up because we're going to come up and uh, do a little sampling for you. <laughs> All right. We'd love to have you on site. <laughs> Rock and roll. All, All right. right. Thanks, man. It was nice to meet you guys. Good to talk to you. You, you bet. Too. Thanks, Curtis. Yeah. Okay, I got one of his ribs in my hand right now. Oh, oh man. I'm You're just rubbing it right in now. Tell, tell us about it. Uh, we're we're going to oh, take no Lord, less than five Lord, adjectives. This is, <laughs> this is so good. It's it. I mean, it's so good when it touches your lips, boys. <laughs> ribs. I, mean, I had tell ribs you what, for dinner. Right now, this thing is, I'm about to lick this bone clean. <laughs> now There's going to be nothing left of this thing. I mean, are we talking like a sweet barbecue, or we is it a little you know, bit spicier? Where are we here, at? This one here, the applewood comes through pretty good. Okay. Um, this one is sweet. Yeah, this is definitely sweet. Well, that's um, that's my style. Down here in Kansas City, what I, what they're telling me the judges like is sweet. Okay. But I had some hot stuff too. So. I don't I don't yeah. know how you guys are all keeping your girlish figure up there. Well, here's what's here's what's nuts, right? So when you when you barbecue and you like what has amazed me is how little these folks eat of their own barbecue they'll sample it they'll taste it and then it's like all right everybody go crazy all right. the people that are helping it, it, it's it's crazy i remember clam pro day i cooked a bunch of them smash burgers oh boy were by the end good. of the night i forgot i i, I never ate <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it i don't know if that's just if that's just an inherent thing that happens when you're barbecuing or what but man this is a very incredible event down here, man. These people are the nicest folks. Traeger's been so good to me, and uh, people are digging the clam. Um, you're probably going to see a lot of these at Kansas City Chiefs games. Nice. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, 
So let's talk some fishing. How about that? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Let, let let's quick talk barbecue just for just for a little bit. I got okay. a couple questions. Uh, what what are some of the wildest foods that uh, that you've been seeing uh, uh, barbecued up while you've been oh, down there? You know what? I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up. So yesterday um, they had a the contest was for ancillary items. So um, they got a young man down here that whipped up some. Uh, he whipped up a nutter butter cheesecake. Ooh. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and and I'm not even gonna lie on the Traeger, right? I mean right. this this is all done on the Traeger. I mean we've had everything from egg bakes to uh, Curtis did caramel corn yesterday with bacon. Um, <laughs> I mean it, it just it, you know anything you want they can they can put it together. One of the other uh, cooks here put a uh, uh, he was looking around like just kind of something to do, and he's like, well, there's some sweet potatoes and. There's some of whatever, and next thing you know, he's like, I wonder if I could make sweet potato donuts. Well, I'm about to tell you, those sweet potato donuts, mm-hmm, that, yeah. they're the stuff. The real deal. They are the stuff, for sure. Are you a fan of sweet potatoes before? Not at all. Not Me at neither. All. Me neither. I hate them, but so I'd be interested I, to see I, how I that be. You, I, yeah, I promise you right now, you'd be a fan of the, of the, the sweet potato donut. That's awesome. Guaranteed. Now, So those are the crazier things. Yep. Um, you know, it, but like I said, the one that was the most intriguing was how we just, that, that donut just off the cuff. He's like, well, I've got this and I've got that. Well, let's do this. So that's crazy well, that's, how that's those awesome. dudes can just whip yeah. something, you know, like, ah, and, I think I'll precise, give this a shot. Yep. You know, like they've got Q-tips and manicuring scissors and, you know, uh, tweezers. I mean, when they build their competition box to serve to the judges, they 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 spare no expense man it it's it is crazy the detail and the amount of people that go you know they're just hovering over this thing that you know you don't want a smear of barbecue on the on the the styrofoam it, it's it, it's it's a labor of love but man do these guys do a good job at it how many teams are down there i think there's like 500 teams total. holy moly <laughs> Yeah, boy, yeah. I'd 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 get in trouble around that much barbecue. <laughs> You'd have to come back with new wardrobe. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you would think, right? <laughs> what What are some of the best names of the barbecue places that you've seen so oh, far? Thing, I man. I know a lot of them get to be pretty funny. You know, kind of a play yeah, on words and know, whatnot. Do yeah. you got any I'm, you remember? I'm Ill, I'm Ill prepared on that one. I know. Um, I, I remember last night sitting at the awards ceremony for yesterday's awards, and I was laughing, laughing quite a bit. Um, so I apologize. I don't have any. Oh, Shiggin and Grinnin. That's a big one. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's Shiggin. They're actually out of Delano, Minnesota. Um, they did some pretty cool stuff uh, out here. They're kind of a kind of a big name in this industry. Uh, that's the one I can think of off the top of my head. Um, there's a place called The Shed. They've got a bunch of cool stuff going on over there. Uh, there's a dude named Stretch. He's got a bar and grill down here called Grinders. Um, he had a pig that they flew. They flew this smoked pig on a wire, and he he landed on when it was all said and done. When the pig flew, he landed on a on a uh, on a table, ready to be, you know, basically eaten. <laughs> Full on production. Crazy. Yeah. You know, Brad Baker uh, hooked on Hardwater Pro out oh, there yeah. in Rapid City. He's a barbecuing guy, and yeah. he's got Honeydew Barbecue. That's a pretty funny one. Yeah, he should uh, he, he should be here. Honestly, I've had some of Brad's food. And uh, actually, I'm not gonna lie. I've had a lot of Brad's food. But, <laughs> well, that's um, good. It, yeah, no, for sure. But uh, yeah, no, he would fit in very nicely down here with this crowd. 
No doubt. No doubt. Uh, Thane, you know, guess what? Uh, believe it or not, I know I know you're pretty warm down there, but uh, uh, looking at the extended forecast, it's getting to be blackfish gear season, uh, not not just the sun hoodies, uh, but uh, it's it's starting to cool down. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, your, your regular day job uh, with blackfish there underneath the clam umbrella. Um, you guys got some new stuff coming out for this fall. Yeah, we are super excited about it. I, I just got my order placed the other day. Um, this new storm skin guys that's hitting the market for both guys and gals, we've kind of, we've kind of, uh, you know, gone after answering all the, the wants and needs of those that, uh, that just fell in love with our, our soft shell lineup. And they, they wanted that waterproof. They're like, man, if this was just waterproof and, you know, we were, we were 70% there with that product. It just, those tapes seem. So, um, we found a way to get that done and man alive our soft shell now in storm skin model is going to be waterproof the same breathability all that the crazy comfortable and warm high nap fleece liners it's uh we're super excited i can't wait we've added a full zip full zip jacket both on the men's and women's side in storm skin with that same you know gale uh type of product where you got that high nap fleece liner I'm trying to think here. We got bibs, we got pants that are going to feature some, all those. What's that? Well, I was going to say you got some new base layers. Yep, we've got some next to skin base layers. We've got some uh, uh, mid layer base layers, and then you know another thing I'm super excited about: uh, Cool Charge technology. We just just launched uh, our first thing that includes kid sizes. Oh, I saw so, that. I saw that. So yeah, that was another thing folks were asking a lot about was. We need some for the little little ones. Get them thinking about sun protection at a younger age. You know, old guys like me, we miss the boat. We've been frying our skin for how long, and I'm just trying to protect myself now that I can. So, yeah, super that- exciting. Not a ton, not a ton new, but what we do have new is pretty doggone cool. So. What was what was the vest that I saw? The Gale vest. Oh yeah, the Gale that's vest. A, that that's was, a that's Gale soft shell vest. Yeah, yeah I I'm four excited. Of them. Okay. I'm excited about that one. Are you a vest wearer, man? I like wearing a vest. Did you see the ugly guy that they uh, posted the picture of on the Blackfish uh, Gear Facebook hideous. page? Yeah. Hideous. He's not bad to talk to, but I mean, he's kind of more designed I mean, for I podcasts. Wasn't, I wasn't. I wasn't going to bring that up. Like they hey, need I to start nice doing a little bit better with their marketing, like who their yeah. models are and stuff like exactly. that. But I, I mean, you brought it up, so. Yeah. Hey, I got a nice personality. Leave me alone. That's right. You know that that Gale vest in that picture has got a couple barbecue stains on it. I don't it know does if you saw now. It, or not. it does now. <laughs> no, no. Today I'm wearing I'm wearing the the Cool Charge technology. Believe it or not, these these cats down here are like, why is this guy wearing a hood and long sleeves? Yeah, they and, don't know. Uh, they're believers now. I've made a couple of them believers out of that Blackfish Cool Charge. I'm telling you, it, it's there's something about it. It's it's hot down here. I ain't gonna lie. But right now I'm in the cool comfort of a uh, portable air-conditioned Clam X600 hub shelter. Nice. You know, one of the fa- one of my favorite things about uh, uh, the uh, the stuff to, to cool you down in the sun there from Blackfish is uh, the texture of it. You know that it doesn't mm-hmm. stick. You know, if, yep. if you're sweating, it doesn't stick to you, and you don't got to be you know pulling it off. It, it with, with that texture, it it naturally keeps itself off of your skin yeah you know that that, that's been the big thing everybody's looking at me they're like man aren't you hot i'm like 
look at your shirt and look at mine. Yep. You, you're, you're all, you look like you just jumped in the lake and are all soaking wet. And, and I'm, I'm hot, but I'm not, I'm not dripping wet. And the other thing I've noticed about these barbecue people, they like to wear black. Oh, yeah. Really? I don't quite understand that. That just to me, that makes very little sense. So I got to, we're either going to have to change the barbecue scene or we're going to have to come out with a way to, to make black blackfish gear <laughs> i would be all right see black is black is my favorite I love color black. Oh, yeah. i just and don't i just don't know if you, i mean you, it, i don't know we'll have to see right we'll to no see. I, I don't know if you could make it cool i think down there though i think black might hide barbecue stains a little bit yeah. better you get that dark, <laughs> darker <laughs> barbecue that sauce could be it. It. <laughs> that could be the program for sure i really i you know blackfish obviously is a fishing brand but i think that there's room to expand and i would like to see blackfish barbecue like you know maybe maybe some aprons and <laughs> oh now now yeah yeah I, I reckon there's a few folks here that would get on that bandwagon with us so might have to might have to throw that one in the in the suggestion jar. Yep. Yeah. Go. I mean, hey, you know, it, it, it's an idea. It's an idea. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Thane. Well, uh, yeah. I don't know if you if you got how, how much longer are you down there for. I we're gonna roll out tonight, and then I'll be back in the office tomorrow. Oh wow. Well, I, well, we got a we everything I believe has been turned in. I think the last turn in, maybe not, but uh, there may be one more turn in left. And then the awards, I think the awards start at like three or something like that, the awards ceremony. Um, figure out how that all shakes out. We'll load this thing up and pointer north. How many? I need to get back. Like you said, it's cooling off up there and the fish are biting. And like I said, like I told you earlier, Scott, I said, you know, it's been a few days since I fished, so I'm having a hard time hearing out of my left eye. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what are some of the stuff, uh, you know, as, as the water starts dropping in temperature and, and things do start cooling off, uh, what are some of the things that you do to change your fishing thing? Well, here's the cool part. You do exactly what you didn't do in the spring. You generally can get bigger with your baits. Um, and, and depending upon the body of water, you know, fish are tending to put the feed bag on they're, they're they they sense the water cooling down they know what comes after that um which is ice fishing and and you know as the water cools their metabolism starts to cool so uh there's nothing like a crisp cool morning with a little smoke on the water and a top water bass bite oh my lord i, oh, I yeah I'm, I'm i'm gonna have to sit down here talking about it but, <laughs> um get him some barbecue, bass yeah, barbecue no, I know, i'm still holding that rib in my hand i'm waiting <laughs> to just absolutely crush this thing as soon as we're done here but um there's that you've also got uh you know you've got that that live bait bite for walleyes is starting to pick up you know a, a person can switch to a larger bait you know it's it's <laughs> it's tika minnow season ladies and gentlemen oh yeah um and, and you don't have to worry. You can throw that seven-eighths Tika minnow, mm-hmm. you know. Um, fish know they're, they're looking for a big meal in a, in, in a short order. So that's kind of my kinda, jam. Kind of like musky me. Guys, musky guys are getting back into it, given the fact that the water temps are down to a to where it's a little safer to, to yep, target yep, those guys. Yep. And yeah, everything's just putting the feed bag on for winter like me. Yep. yep. Oh, that's what we got to do. Layer yep. up. Yep. I'm. Yep. My, my stomach's going right now. Just kind of thinking about all this barbecue and big I'll send meals. you some pictures when we're done. How about that? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right, Thane. Man, uh, God dang it, we appreciate you uh, joining the show, and we appreciate Curtis uh, from the Utah Barbecue Company joining Absolutely. the show. Also, that was a that was a pretty cool little uh, bonus. 
I should have I should have had you call him a dirtbag, but um, <laughs> he wasn't. He, he's officially a dirtbag now. Before yeah, he wasn't. He is, now yeah. he is. I'll tell him that as soon as I get out of here. Out of here. I'll let him know that he's been indoctrinated. <laughs> the old dirtbag barbecue. <laughs> there you go, Scott. Oh, did you just make up a team? There you go. Uh, yeah. You can, you'll see me down there next year. <laughs> hey, someone's got to get last. Someone's got to get last. So. <laughs> Rock on, man. Rock on. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Thane. Hey, thanks, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. Take care, everybody. You too. You bet. See ya. You bet. Bye. And that was Thane Jensen joining the show from uh, down in Kansas City. Cal, that would be awesome to mm. be down there. I'm licking my lips just thinking about it. Right. I mean, over 500 teams down there. I mean, you want to try everything, but... Uh. You know... There's ladies that follow bands around, you know, and, and kind of try to. <laughs> you gonna you know, be a barbecue groupie? I think I think that's actually my calling. Like I, you know, just keep your shirt on. Well, I mean, I'm be lifting your shirt up and for free. Bar- I guess for free barbecue, I'm popping them yeah, out. I mean, I'm showing say, them. I, I don't care. Say, it's it's kind of like down there at Mardi Gras. People just walk around with uh, with ribs and and instead of bead necklaces, they just hand out ribs. Huh? Yeah. You know what you got to do. Yeah, here it is. You know what you got to do. You That's why Thane's down there. How many you walking around with a whole box full of rib bones? Yeah. That's how many you've had. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd need to pull a little radio flyer wagon behind <laughs> me for all my rib bones. It would be awesome to it, be. I mean, just to all the different stuff. Like, when you go to those places like that, it's just cool to see, like, things you would have never thought of. Like, oh, people are barbecuing that up. That's kind of neat. I mean, maybe you even get to try it. Right. Sweet potato donuts. Right. Uh, I mean, yellowfin tuna belly. Like, holy moly. Like, I, I don't know. I I guess I'm not that crazy. Uh you know, a I don't have the confidence with my drag rod. I'm pretty good at pork butt, and uh, for the for for those of you that uh, have a trager or any sort of pellet grill, I throw that pork butt on there at like 170 degrees, uh, put it on super smoke, and uh, put it on there for about uh, two two and a half three hours something like that. Whenever I actually remember it again, <laughs> I pull it off. I uh, wrap it in tin foil, slide the slide the meat thermometer in there, and put it back on the Traeger, and I'll probably up it to about 225 or something like that, and uh, just wait for it to hit 195 degrees uh, internal temp, and that's when you can really shred it really nice. Pull it off, let it sit for about an hour, hour and a half, and uh, she's ready to rock. She's and Jeremy ready. Clausen says it's some of the best barbecue he's ever had. And, you we've, know, had I, we've had it for the Knoxville Nationals, and it was darn, darn good, yep. i got to say. I don't want to toot my own horn, but beep, oh, beep, toot guys. It. Toot it. Beep, beep. Toot it. Yep. Golly, we're, we're kind of slowly, like, morphing into the meat podcast, you know. we're <laughs> Eating. We, yeah, we, eating we've been talking fishing. about meat markets, and we've been talking about... Uh, uh, you know, Traeger smoking now and, and all sorts of stuff. And, hey, guys, I mean, we're just regular dudes. That's right. We like to fish and we like good food. That's okay. Right. Speaking of fishing, there's a big tournament coming up this week. There is. It's basically what you could consider the Bassmaster Classic of walleye fishing. If, if you're a walleye fan, definitely could. Yep. Uh, if you guys uh, listened last week, we had Drake Hurd on, and Drake was uh, gearing up for the uh, – uh, championship of the National Walleye Tour up on uh, Otter Tail yep. Lake. Yep. I think that starts this Wednesday, the 22nd, and that's a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday tournament, I believe. Yep, three-day championship. Uh, three-day championship, uh, top 
40 or top 30 or top, top 50? 40 i think it's top, top 40? 40 of yeah them. that's what i think it was if if it's the third if it's the top 30 we apologize if it's the top 50 we also apologize but it's in that ballpark it's right it's uh less than half of 100 that's what i'll tell you for free uh matt i'm i've got to come clean about something go ahead. do it come i clean. am i am absolutely disappointed at uh i don't know if i should say i'm disappointed in the nwt but uh i'm just disappointed overall with uh a the amount of exposure b uh I'm I'm just overall disappointed with about everything that these guys, uh, you know, the walleye guys. If uh, I'll, I'll 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 put it this way: last week, uh, you know, we we interviewed Drake Hurd. I go online thinking that on the NWT website I'll be able to easily pull up Drake Hurd's uh, st- statistics. You know, look at you know the last three, four, five years that he's been fishing. Right. You know, I'll be able to find his bad tournaments, his good tournaments, you know, get all sorts of stuff like that. And in order to even pull up his statistics, I have to download a PDF file and uh you know for from one tournament. You know, it's not like all Drake Hurd's statistics it's not are not like there. they have an angler profile that you click no. on and it has it all right there. No. And I mean and, and maybe I missed it. Maybe I missed it, but I'm 99.9% sure and that it, there's not. Right. And, and if you did miss it, then there's something wrong with the website that it's not making it easy for you to because see. Because I made a valid attempt, right. I, I feel. Most most places, you click on their name and it takes you right to their Angular profile. Right. Now, you know, uh, Mike Olson has done some stuff uh, uh, with, through the Fish Addictions deal in the last couple of years. Uh, um videotaping you know practices and 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 uh some different stuff with the nwt um i'm not so sure that some of those uh, next bite guys might not uh videotape some of their stuff whatever right. but overall uh as far as video content goes there's nothing for these guys there, no. there's there's not much of anything no and now you look at something like head-to-head fishing who just kind of came out of nowhere uh, I don't think has near the resources as Cabela's, Johnny Morris with Bass Pro Shops, and what the NWT has. And boom, all of a sudden they've got live content just like yeah. that. They've got live content. Uh, you know, obviously, like the Bassmaster Elite Series, we get it. There's a hundred and some people out there. We get it. You can't put a camera in every single boat. But but maybe even start with five. Yeah, I mean, five. <laughs> a couple. You, you know, know on, just on, do on the championship day out there. But. I, I don't know how that how that works as far as like them having with the co anglers in there and end up having three people in the boat. I don't know. I mean, if if bass can do it with a guy up front slinging slinging a bass bait around all the time, you'd think that they'd be able to do it with the NWT as well. Sorry, but I mean, you know, the, I, I I got a feeling that these anglers would be absolutely open to it. Right. You're you're showcasing your sponsors. You are potentially getting more sponsors. It's it's only good for the walleye fishing sport. Uh, you know, having having cameras in the boat. I mean, there's only one direction cameras in the boat can can right, go, yeah. and that and that's up for the sport of walleye fishing. I and and I guess you know what? If you don't want it, fine. <laughs> there's somebody else that does. And I, like you said, the NWT can really could really up their game as far as you know content um more 
fan friendly type deal. Uh, they just, I don't know. In a place where walleye is king, in the upper Midwest where walleye is king. Even even up north, you know, in the northeast, you know, up in New right. York and yep. whatnot. I mean, they're Canada. Yeah. Perfect way to tap into Canada. But, I mean, they need to, they really need to step up their game if they're going to be the, since they're the premier walleye tournament, you know, league of the country of the world. I mean, right. they need to, they need to start doing better with their social media stuff. I think I think there's a lot of room for somebody else. I mean, there is there's three, uh, basically four major uh, bass fishing leagues in the in the United States: the the National Professional Fishing League, uh, the Bassmaster Elite Series, uh, what it used to be FLW. I don't know what they you know MLF Big Five or whatever, and then Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour, and they're all doing fine. Yeah. Every single one of them is doing fine. There is at least that many walleye, or, or you know, there's there's enough walleye uh, fishermen that want to fish competitively. I I don't. I mean, what what is it? Do they need more tournaments? They're fishing for just as much money. Right. They're fishing for a hundred thousand uh, dollars. You know, these bass uh, uh, leagues have ten tournaments throughout the throughout the year. These guys have five. Right. You know, four uh, in in the past do they need more tournaments is it do they need live cameras do they just need somebody to be pushing their I content think, year I think, round i think what's that going just, on i think it's just an all-around they all need to push i think all of them i think the tournament directors i think the tournament scene itself i mean they need to get it out there they need to like all week long there should be stuff about the nwt like every single day on their social media they should like multiple stuff per day I think they've put out like one or two things and like the angle, it's just like, Oh yeah, the, the national championship is coming up this week. And it's just like now all the anglers are like sharing some of it and stuff like that. I, I just think that they need to just up it and, uh, more advertising, more pushing for it. Try to get more TV time with it. Dude, you know, I'm, I'm curious the people up there in, uh, uh, Otter tail lakes, area right now do they even realize that they've got you know what's the biggest walleye tournament of the year in the country going on right i, I do it's they hard to say. it's I hard mean, to say i mean i don't know like what nwt comes in and if they have like a big setup like where the weigh-in is if they have like companies there you know pushing the products do you like stuff do you like the wednesday thursday friday tournament uh I wish that it was on, I think, I, I don't mind them finishing on Saturday. I can see why they don't do the Sunday thing, but I'd rather it be Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right. But I think they do, for the championship, they do the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, just in case they have like a, a weather day, day or yep. something like that, yep. so then they can move it to Saturday. But to me, it's like, well, then you can move it to Sunday, but I don't know. I, I, I agree. I A, I feel like, I feel like somebody like me who has a has a full time job, I wouldn't it's, mind going up there and checking it out. Right. I wouldn't mind going and checking it out. But I'm not gonna take a day off work for it. Exactly. You know. But if it's a Saturday and I wake up you know, if if I go to bed on Friday night, like, you know, I really don't have any plans tomorrow besides, you know, maybe listening to listening to or watching the Iowa Hawkeye game. Ah, piss on it. You know, let's like that ain't that far away. The way in, let, yeah. Let's go up there. 
you know, when it was out in, in Mobridge, when it was out in Chamberlain. Yeah, heck yeah. Like, you know, that's not that far away from us. I feel like more people would do it. And, and that's how you get fans. Right. You know, you bring, you know, for me, I bring my 13-year-old son there. I walk around in the parking lot. You know, I check out the weigh-in. And Grady happens to bump into Tommy Chemos and, and you know, boom, they just, you know, kind of start BSing or whatever. Yeah, not a great, yeah. yeah I, just, I mean, I I'm a like fan of that guy. Like, right. you know, whatever. I, I, I don't know. I get... You can catch a bass anywhere in the United States. Mm -hmm. You can only catch walleye in certain places of the United States. But what, I mean, there is something that is, is holding it back. You know, we had Doug Burns on here, uh, I don't know, maybe a year ago. And Doug talked about the reason he thinks that it's so far behind is that everyone trolls and it's boring to watch. Right. And, it, it, and, it, it, I mean, and that's, I wasn't going to say anything like that, but it is. It, it, I mean, I that's think. That's not a shot at walleye well, fishermen. Well, no, that's just how the techniques are. And I think that people just kind of get like, no, oh, okay. I really think maybe they should try like one or two tournaments a year that they don't have co-anglers. Yeah. And then they get the cameraman in the boat and, you know, it's kind of an action-packed time and uh, see what happens there. See if it increases your ratings. Or no trolling. Sudden, right. Just... I mean, artificial and I, bait only and, yeah. and strictly casting. Yeah. And, and just see what happens. I mean, if it doesn't go real well, then, you know, the next season, okay, we're not going to do those. We're just going to go back to, they, they got to change something up. They, they have to, they have to. I mean, bass has done it the last couple of years when they go and they have the Texas big bass fest thing where they do the weigh and catch release there. And if you catch one over 20 some inches, yep. you bring it into weight you know, for pictures and stuff like that. But Otherwise, I mean, I really think that they really need to do something like that, or even go to the format like the head-to-head -head is doing. And yeah, I I don't know. They they deserve better. The anglers deserve better. I truly, I feel the same way. They are investing a lot of money, a lot of time. Uh, you know, they're traveling. You know, all over the country. I mean, you know, they might go to Ohio, they might come back to Wisconsin, then they're out in the Dakotas, and then and, they're back. You know, and for a lot of those guys, if they didn't promote themselves, there would be nothing ever. Well, about that's them. just it. Every, I mean, you look the, at they you have look to at, have Facebook pages and you look doing at that. you look at like the major bass ones. Like you can go on the Bass's website, and there's photo galleries from the tournaments, articles. There's yeah, there's articles from this angler. There's quick tips from this angler and stuff. A magazine. Like that. Yeah, so I mean, they really need to if if they want like to be the premier walleye tournament trail in the country, step it up. And and you you guys don't ever get it twisted. This is a business. You know, this is a business. Bass B A S S Bass Angler Sportsman Society is a business. I am a yearly member. I think Matt's yep. probably a yearly member. We pay a membership. We get a magazine uh, you know, whatever, but it, it's a business. It's a club that you join. It's not a nonprofit. It is a business. They have to make money. And, and maybe, maybe that's what NWT needs to, to, to do is, is, you know, have, you know, walleyes unlimited or, or you know, I, I, I think there is a walleyes unlimited, yeah, ain't there? A, yep. But I mean, you know, they need to, the walleye angler, uh, you know, sportsman society, you know, something like that. You know, maybe that will will pump a little bit more money in there and and get some juices flowing, so that they can, uh, you know, buy the cameras, whatever. A at the end of the day, you know, Cabela's is is the top deal there or the top sponsor, 
I don't know if they own the National Walleye Tour or if they're just a top sponsor, whatever. But Cabela's is owned by Johnny Morris, who, I mean, I don't know what Johnny's. Owns <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Bass Pro Shops and and every boat manufacturer and, and whatever. I mean, let's be honest for for fifty thousand dollars, you could you could put cameras in all the boats. You could come up with. Uh, uh, you know the computer well, even, setup and whatnot. Even uh, just the live score, like just kind of the live tracking, maybe a little bit. Like the weigh-ins too. It seems like you can't. You got to wait till the end of weigh-ins to find out where anybody is sitting. It's not like they're like updating. Like they have right, something right. that's updating. Like you said, you got to download PDF files for everything, and it's just like, all right, it's just like I just want. We just people want quick and easy access to the information. It's the name of the game now. It is. So it's just like if I got to click on a button and wait for this to download and then go find the attachment in my attachments and look at it, nah, this doesn't work. I mean, I want to be able to flip back and forth from the co-angler to the angler divisions. Right. I want to, I mean. Check out the guys that you know. and, and They have, now do they have the weigh-ins like live on like stream live i think on their facebook do. page I but think. you don't know maybe, who's... maybe on their maybe on the website too i'm not sure right but you don't know who's coming up you know right. bass does a good job of that like okay you're like as the way in they're doing a live way in you can see like who's on deck like who's up at the tanks next so it's like okay oh i want to see you know gerald swindle weigh in because he's always funnier now yep so oh he's coming up i want to listen i want to i'm going to sit here and watch the way in for a while right you know, or the you know it would have been nice when they were out in chamberlain to see when Lockwood was going to be. Absolutely. It's like, oh, all right, yeah. I want to see Lockwood walk yep. across the stage, you know? Okay, oh, yeah, he's coming up. Here he comes, you know, yep. and stuff like that. So, And and in no way, shape, or form are we trying to call the NWT garbage. We're not trying to call any any of the walleye Just tournament trails garbage. Room for improvement. Absolutely. That's what we are saying. There's room for improvement. If they want would, if they want to become, like, if they want to become a household name, like you said. I mean, up in the, they could be in the mid, upper Midwest because walleye is king up here. Right. I mean, I feel like, I mean, I feel like guys like John Hoyer and, and Corey Sprengel and, and those guys, I mean, I hold them in the same regard that I hold Seth Fighter and oh, Jeff yeah. Gustafson. Definitely. Like I, I, you know, that's you know, hey, they're both pros. They're both spectacular fishermen. They're experts of their you know uh, particular craft. But the sad part is, Bassmaster has done a spectacular job at marketing all those or, or their guys, and and I just I feel like, like I want Matt see, said, there's room for improvement. I want to see. The, I want to see a head-to-head competition of having bass guys go against nwt guys oh my gosh would one that day not be one crazy? day they gotta fish bass one day they gotta fish walleye <laughs> Hoy- hoyer can catch anything. right that's what i mean sprangle right. can and yeah, then you talk about the- i mean then you talk about gussie he can too oh I yeah mean, so yeah. i mean that'd be kind of neat just to see like a little mashup that like that. that would be that would be crazy fun do it for charity right it, i mean you know have have something going whatever you know what we need to do matt and and now we've kind of let summer slip away, so I don't know if we've got to look forward to the ice fishing deal or if we can still do you know like a fall brawl here or something. But we need to get another fish donkey tournament running. Yep, I've been asked that a few times if we we're going to get one going. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what we can do. Um, if you guys have got any ideas, kind of the last time that we were going to have one, we kind of thought you know like maybe it would be something like two bass, two walleye, and uh, four panfish or something like that, and and. Uh, you know the biggest, uh, the biggest of all of them combined. I I don't know how we want to do this. If you've got ideas, send us a uh, send us a message or something like that. But um, we do need to do something. We could 
We could we could run something in October yet. I think so. I yeah. don't know. Everyone kind of wants to get out hunting. Are we better off to wait, wait until, until ice, ice fishing? Might be better off to wait till ice fishing. Maybe. Yeah. Huh. We'll see. We'll come know. up. We'll bring some storm yep. some ideas. Yep. Brainstorming. Uh, do 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 Matt. You do you got a good news story? I do. All right. Let's hear it. Five o'clock this afternoon. Oh the Bill Deitch, the Bill yeah. Deitch residence. Ellsworth, Minnesota. Uh, yep. Fish fry. Got my official invitation in the mail the other day from Grandpa. You still got that picture? Yeah. Read read that off. Read uh, that off. That's that was that Grandpa's was gold. Official invitation came in the mail the other day. It's got a little fish on there. A little bluegill going after a hook. And it says fish fry. Sunday, September nineteenth. Bill Dyche residence. Social hour. Anytime you want to come. <laughs> Supper, five o'clock. What to bring? Nothing. Let Bill do the cooking for you. But if you have table and chairs, bring them. If you have family visiting for the weekend, bring them along. The more the merrier. Hope to see you there, the Deitch Bunch. So There's a Vikings game this afternoon. You got frickin' fish fries going on. Like you can't, you can't even get in old. without wearing buffalo check flannel. Can you? <laughs> like, I mean, no, but I can guarantee got, Grandpa's going to be sitting by the fryer with a button-up shirt unbuttoned and oh, enjoying yeah. a cold one while he's oh, frying yeah. up fish. Yeah. Hey, you're invited. If you want to come along, you're more than welcome to come along. So, just so you know. we I, I might pull that off. I had said to Jeremy that I'll bring the table, he can bring the chairs, and, and we'd, we'd just show up and, uh, you know, let let everyone know that Matt invited us. But what what you <laughs> Grandpa say? wouldn't care one bit. Got, got a bunch of uh, fish that your dad and, and uh, Grandpa have been catching. They've been yep. going over to Okaboji and hammering the yellow bass. Nice, so, nice. You know, it is just funny, Grandpa. Just, do you think that's enough? Do you think that's enough? As well, as long as you're not eating any, Grandpa, while we're getting no, up you've here. You've got to test. Right. No, it. I mean, I think they've caught, oh, they're probably close to 200 yellow bass, probably. Nice. So. What's he What's he use for batter over there? Uh, a little, little just, um, I think he uses shore lunch beer batter. Okay. That's yep. the best kind there is, yep. I, in that's my personal what opinion. what he does. So. That's all right. And he'll probably do some French fries or something and some coleslaw. So yeah, you bet. That's always a good time. Heck yeah! Uh, my good news story uh, th- this last week, uh, Aubrey. Uh, we were kind of settling down for the evening, and she looked at me and she's like, "What do you think about us going down to the river and going fishing?" I'm thinking that's a good idea. Yep, I'm in. So we did. Uh, we went down to the river. Both of us caught a few fish. Uh, I caught a little pike. Uh, a few smallmouth. Aubrey caught uh, a couple smallmouth, and uh, I don't know. It just it, it felt good to be down there. It felt good that she wanted uh, that she wanted to go. It wasn't my idea. She wanted a picture. I saw she put it on her Instagram. And, That's and, awesome. Uh, uh, so I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, uh, yeah, anytime that uh, you know kids want to go fishing, and and it's not the adults' uh, idea. Uh, I don't know. I think that's pretty awesome. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, do, 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 I think that's, uh, probably going to be our episode for the week. Um, we've got, we've got a couple guys, uh, um, that we're looking to do interviews with, um, this week it just plain out didn't work. Uh, but we have an author, uh, coming down the pipe. We've actually had him on before, uh, Brett Blumendahl. Um, he's, he's originally from here. He guides up on Lake Sakakawea. And, uh, he, he wrote a, 
really cool book, uh, a memoir, a memoir, 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 memoir uh, about uh, uh, him kind of switching from a job in corporate America uh, where he just hated his life and, and whatever uh, over to um, doing doing the fish gu- fishing guide uh, deal. And uh, um, I, I actually just finished up the book. Uh, it's, it's, it's really cool. And so we're going to have him on to, to talk a little bit about that. Um, we've talked with Adam from relevant sunglasses. Uh, I think at some point in time, Adam's going to join the show. Uh, we got a couple guides from up in Minnesota, a guide from out in South Dakota. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, as, as long as our schedules all worked out, uh, we're going to, we're going to pump out a few good ones here. All right. All right. Well, uh, with that, we'll uh, we'll leave you, and uh, hey, see you next week, dirtbags. <laughs>